It's time for Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And now your host, Doug Murin. Hey, glad you're on board again today. Uh, we're going to do an unusual show today. We don't have a message from years past or even present. I'm going to talk to you in the studio here because I had a, a little thing I thought I would present about, uh, you know, how to, how to share the gospel. I'm, I'm an evangelist, and you don't get many evangelists on Christian radio where, uh, you know, I, I have this little pet peeve. I think we uh, get a little myopic as Christians in church and on our media things, all this, and we're wanting to make sure we grow and all that. But I've, I've discovered this. You really grow a great deal more when you begin to interact with people and start trying to explain your faith to someone and share Christ with them. Um, when I when I met Christ, I'm just going to tell you a little, little my initial story. When I met Christ, I hated Christians. Oh my gosh, I hated them. I was a college student, and I had a couple professors at the time that were uh, also hated Christians, and I I liked them, man. They they would toast guys in class and and uh one of them was a remarkable atheist one of the most amazing atheists i've ever seen he was a uh, actually a literature professor and uh, uh i was i was started at that time uh, as a literature major something utterly worthless uh, to, <laughs> to, to get started with and uh, you know that it was amazing why i did that i i've always been a little perplexed cuz i'm actually very good at math i can do pretty complex math in my head always have been able to but i end up studying literature and i actually got a degree in literature uh but you don't find a lot of professors that are uh really uh preaching the gospel so to speak at uh, literature classes so i my 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 uh antagonism toward anybody who had faith was remarkable and uh i uh uh, ran into a, a, a friend, and he he invited me to uh, a, a little meeting, and uh, so I went. He didn't tell me what it was. By the way, that is really unfair. <laughs> don't do that to people. Don't don't invite them to something when they know they're going to be sharing Christ and they don't know what's coming. But when when I arrived at the meeting. I, I started hearing all the, you know, lingo that you would probably expect as a Christian, you know what it was, but to me it sounded really strange, like praise the Lord. I mean, you know, I I remember, well, because I hang out with a lot of unchurched people and, and I, I'm an evangelist, I, I like doing, I'm a little sensitive to this stuff. Uh, uh, it, you know, one of my favorite things to do in years past was to go downtown Seattle late at night and there was this little shop that had... Uh, Split pea soup. It was it was incredible split pea soup. But the best part of it was, is some of the uh, uh, later uh, versions of the uh, of the grunge rock group would hang out at this place. And I'm I'm this pastor guy, and I I'd go in and get my green pea soup, and I'd sit there. And the guys at first, I'm sure they thought I was a narc. Uh, <laughs> they wouldn't sit near me. <clears throat> and gradually I was there often enough with insomnia, eating my green pea soup down there reading. Actually, I'd bring my little computer and write. I wrote down there a lot. I just loved being around people and listening to them, what they're saying, you know. They would, guys would start talking to me. And uh, I had remarkable, remarkable times trying to explain how God loved people and how, how, you, how you meet him. I've I've learned a little key about sharing your faith, and before we go into the message today, which may take a couple of weeks uh, off the tape to do that, but 
I've I've learned this. I learned this from a guy named J. E. Orr. J. E. Orr, J. Edmund Orr, uh, was a, a a remarkable guy. Wrote a lot of books. Was a professor at Fuller Theological Seminary. I I met J. E. Orr of all places in Richland, Washington. He was not only a remarkable Ph.D. professor who was the world's expert on revivals and evangelism, actually, but he looked like a little leprechaun, just a, a little guy. And, and he, he spent years of his life just hearing the Holy Spirit tell him where to go. He would go into a town. He, he did this often. And the Holy Spirit would tell him which churches to go see if he could do a meeting. Uh, I don't have the courage to do that. I'm, I think only because I'm pretty sure I would get the wrong place. I remember I did go to the wrong place once when I was speaking in Poland. I, I got in late to a little town called Legnica, hurried into the town, and it was a smaller town, and there was a place where a whole bunch of people going to church. I assumed it was the church. I went in, walked up to the pastor and said, I'm here to speak. And he said, okay, uh, I assumed I'm at the right place. He was evidently intimidated him, and I, he had me at preaching time. I got up and gave the sermon, an evangelistic sermon, preached. When I was winding down, another group came in the back of that church, waving their arms for me to to stop. I was supposed to be at their church. They had kept their church till they found me. They knew I was in town, so I went from that church where people met Christ up to the the right church, and people met Christ there too in this in this town. But I. It, they gradually revealed to me what had been going on. But you know what? Uh, I wanted to apologize, but I felt that probably probably there was a little bit of God in that. <laughs> and uh, But Jay Yor would go into a town and pray and, and go to church and, and uh, tell him he wanted to preach the gospel. And he started many revivals. He knew about revivals everywhere. He spent decades uh, even ministering in areas like Red China. Uh, on, on his own. But one of the things that I learned from him was the importance of prayer. And I have felt for this show, it's nice for us to kind of know how to be stronger Christians and do all that, but we're to be influencers. And I, I learned something years ago, I like to share every so often, about what J.U.R. called extraordinary prayer. He said that revivals happened historically in his studies when the church did extraordinary prayer and what he meant by that was really almost around the clock praying uh he was he was the world's expert on a number of these awakenings and when i say a number i mean a number one that i heard him talk about happened in portland oregon uh, a while ago in the 50s a group of christians a group of churches decided they were going to pray all night Till there was a revival in their their nation. Every I think they picked a night, a weekend night, and they began praying. They called them then concerts of prayer, which I I think may have come originally from from some Wesleyan people, probably John Wesley. And they would pray until God brought a an awakening. And and in this at this time in the fifties, Portland was awakened to the gospel is the way he would state it. I'm not sure we would say that this day, but basically people began saying yes to Jesus in remarkable numbers. I mean remarkable numbers. And J.E. Orr did a study, and he said anywhere there was extraordinary prayer, as he called it, now note, note extraordinary prayer, not ordinary prayer, but extraordinary prayer. 
And I don't I don't like to brag, but when I when I pastored and when he when he when I heard him share that once uh, as a professor uh, in graduate school, I made a commitment to God I was going to do that. And so what I did and uh, several of my pastors is every Friday night I would go to the church at 10 o'clock at night and I would pray till six in the morning. Now, now let me let me tell you, I had a I had an old supervisor too who uh, who came off a little heartless. I won't tell you his name, but uh, if a pastor had a problem, he had a pat saying. He'd say, "Go get a pillow, go get a blanket, sleep in the sanctuary, and talk to God till you fall asleep every night till things change." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, gosh, I'm sorry, or I'm going to come take you to lunch. And, and and so I heard him say, once he told me to do that, you need to go and just pray all night. And I started doing that, and I prayed every Friday night from about 10 to about 4 or 6 in the morning. Now, this is going to—I I hesitate to share this story, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to share it. I'm going to share it with you. I, I have had what I know are— Couple times visions, real real visions, and I think people have them sometimes, and they but they come, they're really so normal. You don't think of, boy, this must be a vision. You think, well, that's interesting. And and I was I was praying, and this happened to me at the height of a, a revival stretch that I actually was uh, joyously the pastor of. I saw a couple sitting in a particular chair in the in the back of our sanctuary, which was fairly large. The man was six feet eight tall, at least. The woman was no more than five three. I saw this picture. I don't know how to describe it. I saw. I had an idea that it was at least something, but I didn't know. I'm. I, you got to know. I'm not a spooky guy. I'm. I'm kind of like a weird kind of concrete guy. I, I. I'm suspicious about anybody talking like this. So uh, that Sunday, I'm speaking, and in the back walks a couple. The man's six foot eight tall, and the woman's about five two or five three. They sat down in the very chair that I'd seen them in and prayed for them. And that Sunday morning, they received Christ, and they were in our church till the day that I left. So I believe in extraordinary prayer, and and I I tell parents and I tell pastors, God answers extraordinary prayer. J. E. Orr proved that to me historically. He showed me that even in the Bible. Most great awakenings were preceded by extraordinary seasons of prayer, and uh, I I believe in that stuff. And I so I felt today as I was thinking about the show, we wanted to we wanted to talk about evangelism a little bit, and we usually talk about how to talk to people. But I'm I'm going to tell you, pick some people out and just have extraordinary prayer for them. And I'm I'm telling you, amazing things will happen. I had a friend who is, uh, I can't say a whole lot about, because a lot of people would probably figure out who he is. He's a fairly well-known man. And uh, I went to college with him. He went to Yale. He he actually studied in high school. And uh, I, I was praying for my friends that I went to school with some of them. And about 3 in the morning one night, I got a call from New York City from this from this gentleman, whom I hadn't seen for 20 years, 15 years. And he called me up and he said, Doug, I've heard you're a pastor. And I said, how did you get my number? And he, and he said, well, I called around. I can't sleep. I've got to know God. And somebody told me that you would tell me how to know him. So I said, well, wow. Okay. 
And I led him to Christ, and his uh, live-in partner at the time met Christ. And they got together, and they, I directed them to a church in New York City. And they eventually moved to my town and uh, are strong, vibrant Christian leaders in the city. And I know that was the result of what I called extraordinary prayer. I just I was, had a list. I just prayed for people I went to school with. I just prayed that— Jesus would would work for them. That kind of extraordinary prayer does bring breakthrough. It even will turn your own kids around, that extraordinary praying. The Holy Spirit will will do that. So I felt today, for today's show, I wanted to talk about if you have people in your life and in your world who need who need transformed, who need Jesus, who need to do that, think about some extraordinary prayer over their life. Well, well how do you do that? Well, maybe miss a meal. Uh, maybe sit down and pray that one that they would, here's what I always pray, that one, their their capacities to sense God would be increased. I pray that. God, increase their capacities to sense God. Do you think God wants to answer that kind of prayer? I know he does. And and so that kind of thing. And then I pray, Lord, help them cross paths with bold people who will tell them about you. God answers that prayer too. I, I once was driving down the freeway and picked up a hitchhiker from Mexico and uh, a gentleman and his name was Jesus. <laughs> Actually it was Jesus. I picked up Jesus and I, I had nowhere to go. I brought him to my house and he met Christ and I discipled him a little bit and he went back to Mexico and he went on to seminary, went to college. He now leads a network of a couple hundred churches. So, Little efforts like this are often what leads to some pretty extraordinary things that you could never imagine in your life. So I felt today in today's program, because sometimes we do just think about our needs, if you want to be a world changer, uh, this is a good place to start, is with some extraordinary prayer for people around you and leading your church into some extraordinary prayer. Things will change when you do that. They will. Hey, this is an unusual program today, I know, but I I just felt we needed to cover it because that's kind of what the world is all about. It's about the expanding of God's purposes in your and my life. But uh, I've got a friend I wanted to introduce you to that, that represents a company that I'm really proud to be associated with. Hey, on the phone, we've got Scott from Faith Life and uh, Lexham Publishers Press, I guess is Lexham Press. And uh, I've asked Scott to... Uh, they're, they're kind of partnering with us a little bit on the show. If uh, We're going to extend to you some of their products for gifts that you would present to the show. And you can go to our webpage and process all that at DougMuirInRadio.com. Uh, but I wanted uh, Scott to share a little bit. Hi- Scott, highlight one of the products they could get off uh, from Lexham Press that, uh, that, is, a, that is a good, a good uh, piece yeah, of absolutely. study material. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so one of the things that we had that just came out is a book called Christ Above All. Um, it's in a series of books we have called the Transformative Word Series. And essentially what um, these volumes do is they work through um, a book of the Bible and ask questions about how can we understand the way that those, uh, those texts speak to us today. Hmm. So this book in particular, Christ Above All, is about the book of Hebrews. So that's okay. one that uh, we're really excited about. It just came out pretty recently. Um, yeah, chapters focusing on who is Jesus, uh, how do we understand uh, Jesus' humanity, how do we understand the magnificence of Jesus, Wow! how do we understand the Old Testament in Hebrews. It's a, it's a great resource, and the series a is a really excellent series Great book. As well. so, how yeah. much would that cost? 
to buy. So that one is twelve. That one is twelve ninety nine. Okay. Um, but we also have some other uh, books in that series as well. Okay. Um, and so yeah, there's there's several other um, okay. uh, uh, books in that series as well. So, so yeah. if someone were to contribute to our show, go to our website at dougmearnradio.com and contribute anything. I'm just telling everybody we're going to make sure Scott sends you out one of these books, and uh, we're excited about being able to offer that. Uh, you know, any size gift. We'll, we'll get the, the book in the mail to you. And uh, so, uh, is that some of your series have gotten some awards? I noticed the other day you got some outstanding materials besides that at your website. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so one of the books, especially to you, that we're just thrilled about um, it's beautiful, came out really well. Um, I use it for my own personal Bible study, is a book called The Lexham. Geographic Commentary on the Gospels. So it's kind of a mouthful, so let me explain it just really quick. You sent me one of those, and I've I've been working through it. It's a very fascinating approach to the Bible. Absolutely, yeah. So one of the, the way that the, this book works is that it's kind of like other commentaries, you know, where they'll explain certain pieces of the text or something like that. But this one in particular is really neat because what they do is they look at different small passages of Scripture, and especially for this one where we cover the Gospels, but... So, for instance, we might take the birth of Jesus, the birth narrative. So, um, let's say you go to the first chapters of Luke, and uh, you're going to a familiar passage you're, you're used to. So, for instance, talk about Jesus being born um, in a stable. And so, what this what this book does, and the way that these scholars that came together and put this together, they really help you to understand: okay, what was the geography of the region at the time? How would the geography have shaped the way uh, that one would have understood the text? So, for mm-hmm. instance. Um, there's going to be there's going to be an understanding of the first century uh, culture in terms of how roads work, in terms of how stables work, in terms of how some of these things are. And so, what it will do is it, it's really helpful for having a fresh insight and a fresh understanding for passages that we've maybe read um, mm-hmm. hundreds of times, even right. having really fresh insights that and, and um, you're not going to normally get from a regular. They're really degree, accessible so. to everybody. I flipped through them. Or yeah, I know. And, that's, and, and that's, what's, uh, that's what's wonderful about and it. And if yeah. someone wanted to help the show, I'll tell you, you can go to my Facebook, just simply Doug Murin, Facebook, and I put up the ad, the well, whatever it is, the, the site connection to uh, Lexum and to uh uh, Faith Life products, and you can go there and spot any number of products for them as well. And the people at Faith Life are being so kind to us on our radio show; they're actually extending support to our show for every sale we get there. That's that's significant. And uh, so, I want to encourage all the people who want to see the show get out there. And we are about ready to go to some other shorter three-minute on FM radio, pure grade in in your heart evangelism. And this is going to help us be able to do that. But if you can uh, want to help with the show and you want to grow in your knowledge, Scott and the guys here are ready to, to give you uh, this gift as a thank you from us. So thanks, Scott, for jumping in. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm, we're really honored, really happy to do it. And, yeah, if there's anything we can do, definitely check out LexamPress.com. That's mm-hmm. L-E-X-H-A-M Press.com. And you can learn more about our resources there. Super. Thanks, Scott. We're going to get back to the show now, but I'll uh, be in touch with you again. Absolutely. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Scott. And now back to more Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. Welcome back, and uh, so happy you're joining in the show. I, uh, one, of the, one of the great promises uh, about the Bible is the Bible says, How beautiful are the feet of those that spread the good news. 
And uh, there, there is a beauty that comes on your life when you begin sharing the Lord, and that kind of motivated me to have our discussion as we've had today. Because uh, God does have also divine appointments, remarkable divine appointments. I, uh, For a period of time, I ministered a lot in churches behind the Iron Curtain. In fact, I got arrested there once. And and uh, I'm going to tell you how I started. It, it was amazing. I was handed a book called God Smuggler, whom was a, one of the early books about uh, reaching Russians, reaching Russia by a guy named Brother Andrew. And I... I, I began to be very interested in, in that, and, and I ended up going on a, a mission to Europe and ended up in Denmark. And while I was in Denmark, I was with a singing group there, uh, I was ushered into a room, and I, I had really been intrigued by Brother Andrew and what he was doing to reach countries where you were forbidden to share the gospel at the time. And it's amazing how God has these divine appointments I met Brother Andrew and his assistant, a guy named Wano, and I had prayed. I said, Lord, you know, I would really be interested in sharing the gospel where it was forbidden. I, I, I just want to see if I have the guts to do it. Do you ever, I don't know if you're like me, but I always wonder, could I, could I, could I be bold under the threat of punishment? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm there, and Brother Andrew walked up to me after one of the meetings with his friend, and he said, we need someone to go behind the Iron Curtain with a load of illegal Bibles and some medicines for some doctors there. And we wondered if you would do it. <laughs> and, and so being the idiot I am, I said, sure, that sounds like fun. So I left the group I was with. We packed up a, a little VW uh, 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 van and it loaded it with medicines for a, bron- a doctor there who did free medicine for poor people up in the mountains and thousands of Bibles and books, thousands of them. And we snuck through the border and took that to them. And I've been always amazed by that because I read this little book and I said, Lord, I want to do that. I want I want to take the gospel where it's forbidden. And God had an appointment, a divine appointment that he set up for us to do that. Uh, he's long since passed, but some of you have probably heard of a guy named Ivor. I prayed for Ivor for years, who owned Ivor's restaurant. I had some people who knew him as well as I did. Ivor was a great man, very important man to the history of Seattle. And yes, I did share the gospel with Ivor. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll tell you how it happened. I needed a building for our church. And I looked around at a whole bunch of them, and I I found out that Ivor owned the one I liked. <laughs> so I prayed, and I, I, I got a hold of him. I got his assistant said, yeah, okay. He said, well, what's the deal? I said, well, I, I just want to see if God's told him to give me his building down there on the water. And, and he, the guy said, well, probably not, but that is, I think he likes interesting requests. So next thing I know, I'm talking with Ivor. And Ivor looked at me, and he said, I am moved. He said, I am moved that someone cares so much about people you would want one of these buildings. He said, I just sold it, or I'll tell you what he said. I, I don't mean to, he said, by God, I would give that to you <laughs> if I hadn't just sold it. I'm so moved by what you're saying. I know, and, and so I, I prayed for Ivor. I don't know if Ivor ever became a Christian, but I'll tell you what, he was a great man for Seattle. And my, my point is, 
with a little bit of boldness and a little bit of prayer. Uh, it's amazing the connections that God will bring for you. And I want you to have an eye for that this week because, folks, every one of us listening, my hunch is if you're listening to Christian Radio, you've learned plenty. Let's go become connectors. God bless you. This month, we'd like to make an offer available from our friends at Faith Life Bible. For any gift at our website, dougmirrenradio.com, you will receive this month the hard copy Bible from Faith Life. This study Bible is loaded with the latest in Bible scholarship and will be sent right out to you by our friends at Faith Life. Or you may mail gifts to Doug Murin, caught on tape, at 1806 5th Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. Please forward any questions to doug.murin at gmail.com. You will love this hard copy illustrated Bible. You can also receive an offer from Faith Life and the Murin Group for Bible software packages by any size gift at dougmurinradio.com in the gift section. Caught on Tape with Doug Murin is a listener and friend-supported program. Your help with the show and expanding the evangelism events of Doug Murin is appreciated. You can write Doug Murin, caught on tape, at 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. Or online at DougMurinRadio.com.